0: Hi, I'm Dave Crane, an ex-BBC journalist who transforms decision makers and business owners who are feeling unknown and scared to speak on stage into highly respected and branded industry experts who are frequently getting offered five, six, and even seven figure contracts to do exactly what they did before. During the pandemic, I lost everything except the belief that like me, The world is full of frustrated leaders and game changers with untapped potential and brilliant ideas who felt time was always against them because they were worth much, much more and just needed help to learn to jump and grow wings on the way down. And so that's what I do. I help create industry icons. Imagine being in constant demand, headhunted, and interviewed because you are the visionary whose life purpose and passion are aligned. So every single day you wake up smiling, truly happy, only doing what you want, when you want, and having plenty of time to spend with those you love. I created the Industry Icon Program to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you to fly. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur or one in the making who's looking to create a business that makes an impact and a life worth living, it's an honor to be serving you. And now it's your turn to build a legacy. So let's get started. We need to talk. This is your time to become an industry icon. And there you have it. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dave Crane. You probably guess that. I've got a dilemma as well. The dilemma is, do I call the show the Industry Icon Show or the Industry Icon Program? Or do I call it Speak On Stage, previous show? Or do I call it Dave Crane? Because people are going to say, have you listened to Dave Crane's podcast? In which case, it will be called Dave Crane. But I'm going to be talking about lots of different things that make a difference. Or the game changers. I could call it the game changers, but I'm not really sure. So anyway, we're just going to call it the Blur. It's the Blur podcast Uh, for now. I'll probably come up with something better because that's going to be really hard to spell and get on iTunes as well. Even though iTunes isn't a thing. Apple Tunes, is it? I don't know. Anyway, um, welcome to the episode number one. Why are we doing this? Because I didn't want to do a podcast at all. I'm getting doing the two things. First of all, my wife bored me into it. Um, and secondly, because I know the difference it's going to make to everybody. Uh, and thirdly, because I avoided doing podcasting like the plague. Let me explain why. And I don't mean disrespect if you are a podcaster at all. It's me that was wrong. Here's the thing. I grew up being mad for radio. When I was a kid, I used to listen to uh, BBC Radio 1. I grew up in the UK. And BBC Radio 1 had the best DJs, the best music, had the best road shows on the summer. And I always wanted to grow up to be like one of them. And I did, to be honest with you. Uh, except if I didn't get it in the UK, I went to Dubai. And then I got a chance to work in radio properly, work with lots of stars like the uh, various Spice Girls, James Brown, um, Robert Plant um enrique iglesias ub40 brian adams blah blah lots of them um and i got to be on stage with a ton of these guys and and it's fantastic so i worked on i actually became a station manager i worked in radio in dubai for about 10 years and then eventually just got kind of bored of doing it because of egos and stuff and that's not what i'm about honestly i know it probably looks like i am because you can see behind me this screen with lots of different ego stuff but if you're not by the way if you are listening to the podcast welcome to the podcast There is no screen, but there is a video podcast version of this with everything I do, because not everybody wants to just listen, but I know if you're in the car, that's the best thing, because if you're watching a video of me, you could well crash, unless somebody else is driving, in which case, look at you, got your own driver. Um, There's also a blog version of this, but again, that might have pictures, but no sound, so it won't sound like me, but when I get things wrong and trip over my own words and say bad things, then it probably will sound a lot like me. Or you might be watching on social media, which if, if you if you see a little clip of this on social media or a little audio bit, they all lead back to the mothership, which is you can catch for proper podcast in its full glory uh, on YouTube as well as on our Speak On Stage website. <sighs> so that's out of the way. So going back to the original story about going on radio. So I worked in radio for many years and eventually I, I just got sick of doing it. I wanted to get out of doing radio because I just got bored i want to do something else with my brain there's only so much time you can spend partying drinking heavily um having lots of people saying dave come to this uh, adventure come to this opening of an event uh have, have lots of money for just playing me you get bored and i know it sounds ridiculous because i've not had any of that since but i got to a point where i'd settled down with aziza and it just didn't make sense to go off and, and do that stuff anymore i was about what Probably about 40-odds. So I'd had a really good innings, including leaving the country because I'm from the UK. Um, and in the UK, I used to work for BBC Radio. BBC Radio! And uh, I used to do a lot of stuff for the Night Network as well. And worked with some stars, but not as big as the ones that I worked with in Dubai. So why is this important, Dave? Good question, um, Dave. Dave. Well, it's because I was a bit of a snob when it came to podcasts. Don't get me wrong, I've heard some amazing podcasts. And I was a massive fan of Ricky Gervais's podcast when it first came out. It was the world's number one podcast. And I was a huge fan of uh, Kevin Smith... Who uh, did Clark's and Bill and Ted's, not Bill and Ted, what's it called? Um, uh, si- Jay and Silent Bob's movies, um, and he did an amazing um, whole radio station of podcasts called the Smudcast Network, and I was really into that, listened to that a lot, and Joe Rogan. But the thing was, many of the podcasts that I did have to listen to were actually rubbish. And he's saying that's not a very nice thing to say. I know it's not. But they were. And so I just thought podcasting just sounds a little bit like cheap radio. It's like, it's like rubbish radio. And in some cases it is, but it's ballooned into this huge billion-dollar industry with about two million different podcasts going on across the planet, of which I've just added another one, which doesn't help you with your choices at all. Choose ours first. And so um, a lot of the quality was really pants. And I realized that I'd just got the business model wrong. It's not like cheap and nasty radio. Radio is radio, but radio is a kind of dying breed if it's not done properly. And it was dying because there were so many stations that were basically um, closing down and syndicated networks with advertising to drive it. So it was really boring and rubbish radio. Where social media is about social, it's about interactions, it's about feeling that it's part of you. And so you feel a part of it. If that makes sense. So, with that, I just felt that it wasn't time to start your own podcast. Since then, I've realized the importance of a podcast is really about doubling down on the people who are into your stuff. So, I'm not trying to compete with radio and saying this is good and this is bad. But doing stuff for the people that are interested in your business, what you do for a living and the community that you're building, (laughs) which makes perfect sense because of the things I'm into, which are about speaking on stages, growing your brand, um, having a mindset in the right place and multiple income streams and helping other people to be better and to grow their perfect life. They're the things that the podcast I wanted to talk about. Otherwise, when you talk about the comparisons between radio and podcasts, it was almost like in the early days, somebody's saying, do you want to play for a local football team? What's your local football team? Manchester United. Yes, I'd love to play. Well, you might hate Manchester. Liverpool. You might hate them. Chelsea. um, Barcelona. It doesn't matter. Clearly, you're not your local team because then you've got, like, Europe as your local market. So you've got a choice of playing for a really big football team. Or you say, well, no, no, you can play for our town United. And we, we don't have a uniform. We just go out and play in our underpants. You go, well, that's not a proper team. It is. It's a podcast team. Yeah, but it doesn't look like a proper team. It just looks like people in our underpants. Like, Shut up. So anyway, that's the original reason why I didn't want to get into doing podcasting. But now I realize it's not just an important part of what it is that we do. But I really think that um, it's essential to share as much as you can with people. To be able to go and grow your, your brand, your relationship with people. And help them on the way. As they do it as well. And because a lot of people work from home and a lot of people spend a lot of time in the car on the way to work or on the bus or the train or flying or on the beach just chilling out or just at their laptop with a podcast playing, it's a brilliant opportunity to be able to select who you want to work with and what they're going to share with you. Ha. Well, welcome. That was the intro to the show. That's it. Goodbye. Thank you. No there's more coming. So that's the reason for doing the podcast. So let me tell you what the podcast has got in for you today. We're going to be talking all about how to position yourself as an industry icon and explaining what an industry icon is. We'll give you a very quick summary of what you need to do to grow your brand and share with you some examples of some people who've got interesting brands and asking the question how easily could they deal with an upset to the brand because if you have to go for the same thing you have to ask yourself very similar questions does that make sense good so with that being said we're going to swap over now to a different studio well same studio just using different technology if you listen to the podcast it was a really cool change um if you're watching it on video you're going it wasn't that good Dave shut up so it's all about how to become an industry icon what does that mean why is it so important well i'm going to share that with you now so the agenda as i've mentioned is all about the first steps to this and i know you're gonna have lots of questions and so feel free to contact me or wait till the next episode. I mean, I go through everything. As you probably realize, I'm not scared to talk. In fact, I probably talk quite a lot. And I'm speaking too fast for you. I can slow it down, but that sounds just as weird. So if I speak like this, I know you're going, thank you, Dave. That's much better. Yes, it is. But it's a little bit boring as well. So... Going back to the original conversation. So, what am I talking about? And what positions being you know, how can I talk about what an industry icon is? Let me explain why I'm talking about the industry icons. First of all, before the pandemic came along, and who could have imagined that would have happened? Nobody, apart from whoever created it in a lab, don't go there. Um, but before the pandemic came along, I was working around the world as a keynote speaker hosting huge events working with lots of huge celebrities and uh, training people to be very good speakers CEOs politicians VIPs, celebrities that kind of thing and uh, training companies as well and so i also hosted big events like the Bar rugby 7s and also, uh, I trained the Olympics team in Abu Dhabi, There's the MC team, to look after the event in English and Arabic. There's lots of different premium events and so on. And my wife, Aziza, who you will come across at some point, uh, was an award-winning wedding photographer. So we had this nice little boutique boutique kind of business where she did her thing, I did my thing. Enough came in to make sure our little person, uh, Maya, could go to school, made a nice little life of a couple of cars and, and two dogs and uh, all the tricks. Sorry, not trimmings cut sounds wrong. Sounds like we ate the dogs at Christmas. We didn't. Trimmings is just a, a a way of saying we had all the... So moving on, which I better do. So then the pandemic came along, and with immediate effect, it killed my industry. As in, with no speaking gigs. Because there's nowhere to speak. You can't get an audience together. You're stuck in your house. Even though in Dubai, we're out of our houses in about six weeks really but i'd nowhere to go because there's no gigs to go to and also um the demand of dave can you train me to speak because i'm absolutely petrified of talking to a live audience evaporated at the same time because nobody needed to learn to speak because there were no audiences and no gigs all my ceos and politicians and so on just jumped on zoom or meets or, or whatever it is and they were able to talk badly um but they did talk like that and they felt comfortable because there wasn't an audience making notes and going "Ha ha, you're not as good as you think you are is there uh, are you uh, uh, they said so what do you do? you've got the family took after and for my wife the same thing wedding photography. you can't get a gathering of people it's illegal and you just can't do that kind of thing long before an antidote or vaccine is around anyway. So we had to reinvent ourselves so I realized the big challenge was that I was very good at certain things. So I was very good at being able to work out how to effectively, I'll show you a diagram for this, it's called the Hedgehog Concept, which will make a lot more sense to you um, if you're watching the video. If you're listening, then imagine three circles. One circle says best, one circle says passion, and one circle says economic, or economic engine to be precise. And they interlock like a Venn diagram. So I'm bringing this up to share with you how I worked out what I had to do to make myself survive my business thrive and my family uh, not have to live in the car or cars not good if the dogs are there as well so um first circle as we look at it is a blue circle and it's what are you potentially the best in the world at doing what do you do so well that you do easily and without any tr- troubles and people will turn around and say actually that that's what they're really really good at so good that when you're talking in a group and you're giving out duties to everybody you volunteer and say leave that to me i'll take care of that i'm actually pretty good at that So that's the blue circle, number one. The red circle, which you can't see, but I'm just describing, is all that passion. What are you passionate about? What do you love doing so much that you never get bored of and you can do it 24-7 forever without feeling that you missed out on something? And it's got to be something that you can, yeah, I know what you're thinking, not rude, but maybe it is, maybe that's your job. Which case, I'm not judging, I'm just saying wear something okay and the, the that's a red circle and interlocking with them is a green circle The green circle is about your economics is about profit how to make money how do you drive your business um so you've got three circles first one is what are you brilliant at second one is what do you love to do and the third one is what will people pay for somewhere in that combination you've got to work out the center bit which is i'm good at doing this but i love doing that can i do this and love it and who would pay for it does that make sense? Good. So, with me, it's very simple. I am excellent at engaging live audiences in front of people, or on radio, was pretty good, and TV and so on. Um, what do I love doing? Coaching people to be better than they were before, to be able to get them to the finishing line and be excellent at what they do. And what will pay? Well, supposing I taught people to speak. Who would pay? Well, not your average person. Well, if you concentrate on CEOs, decision makers, then they can pay more because the stakes are higher. As in, they have challenges if they go out onto a stage and talk at a conference and uh, they do badly, then they could lose a million dollar contract. Not only that, the million dollar contract that was going to them could go to their competition because the guy didn't speak but did a good job of just smiling or picking up of a clients. Or the guy spoke better and suddenly all eyes are on them. See the difference? So that's why it's much easier to apply to these uh, to, to my business to that before the pandemic. Then the pandemic came along and I couldn't do any of that. So what did I, I start to do? I learned to create an online business, which is speaking online, but nobody was paying for it. But I did create a show called The Toilet Paper Diaries, which I'll talk about in the future with my bestie, um, uh, Ernesto Verdugo. And we did that for from the fourth day into pandemic, up until episode 99, I think it is, uh, went over a year and a bit. So we started doing TV stuff, but the problem is it doesn't pay. It's great to get your name out there. It's wonderful marketing. We had about 1,500 people watching every day when we first started doing it every day. Um, But that left me with a dilemma because I've still got to somehow pay the bills and everyone was kind of forgiving at first because everyone's like scared but after a while people go back to their normal jobs which wasn't me i didn't have a normal job i chose deliberately not to have a normal job i want to have a job that would stand out be different from what everybody else was doing i want to have a job that was something that people would turn around and say wow we love to have you at our events we love for you to stand out we love for you to be special and uh, clearly there are no events so there's no way to be special so i had to reinvent myself with those those three circles again with those three circles again then i looked at it and said well what my brilliance at doing well I've built up a brand I'm pretty good at, at being well known and what do I love to do help people and what will people pay will people pay for me to help them grow their brand and if so who are those people and I realized that the challenge is really the same people The people who want to speak on stage are also the people who need to be able to learn to grow their brand so they become famous so whether they speak on stage or not you will earn about another 50% at least onto your company earnings if you are a well-known CEO, just from speaking. Your brand makes a huge difference as to whether your your company brand goes up or down. And literally, it can take your your company up another 20% in the earnings if people know that you're out there and doing stuff. If you're speaking, it goes up to about 50%. So that's really important. The opposite is true as well. Uh, You can crash and burn badly. If you if you've got bad brand uh, so if you're well known as a CEO of this company but you get caught doing something you really should not have done then there's a very good chance that they will punish your company as a direct result of that Does that makes sense good I'm glad so with that being said I realized that helping people to grow their brand made perfect sense so that's what I started doing and created the industry icon program it didn't start like that bing let's have an industry icon program it started off like Help me! What are we going to do? Mrs, what are we going to do? Which dog should we eat first? Didn't really say that. Um, But we did realise that there was a market for it. So through LinkedIn, I started connecting with people. And before you know it, uh, we had clients working with us. Not many at first, but then it grew and grew and grew. And I'll tell you all about that later on as we go and grow. So... An industry icon is somebody who stands out in their industry because they're well known as an expert for what they do. Why is that different from being a celebrity? Why is that different from being an influencer? Great questions, Dave, because you're not asking questions at this stage. Great questions. The reason I say it's a great question, well, one of them at least, is because um, if you're a celebrity or if you're an influencer, then you will grow or shrink succeed or fail based on what you've done on your brand and because your brand is all about your personality if your personality does something bad people don't want to work with your brand you've, you've basically blown it we'll be looking into that in a little bit anyway but literally what happens is if you're an industry expert then you've got a track record of proving that you know your stuff now does that mean that if you do something stupid as a person it kills your brand it might hurt it a little bit but it doesn't kill it there's a lot of people who are out there who we don't particularly love, but they're brilliant at what they do. So therefore, morally challenged or not, are still interested in their products. So therefore, it gives you a longevity. It means you're not burning so bright as a big star, but it also means at the same time that people are... Uh, following what you do rather than who you are. And I think that's a better way to grow. And especially for the people that I work with who are very good at what they do, but they just don't have a brand. People don't know who they are. And I help them to grow that. So that's what an industry icon is. Does that make sense to everybody? Just nod, but don't do it if you're driving a Well, you can do it if you're driving a car. But it looks kind of weird to other people. So who am I? Well, Google me. That's the see, simple answer. I've been around for a very long time. I'm very old sharp um i don't look it yes you do dave um i've been around for a very long time and basically my background is i worked in lots of different industries um until eventually I decided i don't like this anymore and when i was in my i was studying to be a lawyer and uh, i didn't want to be a lawyer because they were really boring no offense to lawyers but you you pretty much are at law school um well the law school i went to anyway and so that made me become an insurance salesman because i wanted to wear a suit because i bought one and eventually I went in the complete opposite because I was DJing along the way and I went off to learn to be an entertainer on holiday resorts and from there I went to radio, did a postgraduate diploma in radio journalism, worked for the BBC, did a number of things including winning blind dates and working for local BBC and doing lots of events and running a magazine and eventually I just got sick of the UK Um, And I left and I went on a a trip of of exploratory adventures around the world, which weren't really, I just went to Dubai, got a job there. And uh, I was going to go to other places, which I have done since, Um, but I based myself in Dubai, and it's been 30 years. Now, what happened along the way, you can Google it and find out, or I'll share it in future episodes when I talk about case studies of what I believe you should do when creating your brand or making options or speaking on stage and so on and so forth. But I just wanted to bring, bring you up to speed that, I mean... I've stayed in my lane. I've been pretty good at uh, learning how to speak on stages all around the world. I mentioned earlier, for 20 years I hosted Dubai Robbie Sevens, um, which went out to about uh, 2 billion people. Uh, Yeah, ridiculous, but it's true. So we're out on TV in about 200 different channels at least. And it was three days of standing in the middle of a field with a a microphone with about 50,000 people chanting, singing, drinking, partying and it was just with lots of amazing rugby. For 20 years I did that and I almost retained almost exactly the same team uh, for for that time. I went on to do lots of other stuff which I mean I don't want to go me 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 you can google all that but I just want to say that when we're talking about how you position yourself I've had experience I'm not just making this up. So when somebody turns around to you and says oh yeah I'm a speaker I go where have you worked then they oh, go i've done lots of speaking what you mean you've talked to your family no no i've done professional speaking oh really how much have you been paid well I've, I've not been paid for it ah the difference between a professional speaker and a non-professional speaker is being paid end of story why is that important dave well very simply because if you're being paid to do the job then it means you've got to do the job properly if you don't do the job properly people won't pay you haha if you're doing it for free it's a favor And so you're not really in a position for, or they're not in a position to say, I'll never have you back again, because it didn't cost them anything. If you're being paid to do the gig and you're no good, you don't get other gigs. But if you do it well, then you create some great content. It means that people see you, they hear about you, and your name comes up amongst people when it comes to getting another great speaker in. That's what a professional speaker is, and that's how you do it. We'll talk about more of the methodology in future episodes of this podcast. I still don't have a name for the podcast. It's the Dave Crane Podcast, I think. Dave Crane Daily. Well, I'm not doing it daily. It's more like the weekly, but anyway, the podcast. So that's who I am. That's what I do. I want to share with you now the idea or the concept about what a personal brand is. Now, your personal brand is how you present yourself to the world. Now, I had a really good way of looking at your personal brand, and we'll probably finish on talking about this. A personal brand, and I can't remember who said this, but it was a fascinating way of analyzing it. Your personal brand is the way that people talk about you when you've left the room. So you kind of leave a shadow behind you what do people say about you if they say good things or bad things or don't know who you are that's the impact your brand has made now you can build that up and it's not just about what you do face to face with people it's what we get from googling you it's word of mouth it's also what you do for people the actions and it's some stuff you do over a long period of time so i'm going to be with you with this show for a long time hopefully um so with that Let's have a very quick look into why this whole thing matters, because you might be thinking, okay, well, I've not really got a brand, but I still don't know why I'm going to stick with your podcast, Dave. Um, Apart from you say a lot of things that are kind of giggly, um, but I don't really know what some of the other things mean. And also, um, I haven't paid for my Spotify yet. So why does it matter? Let's just go for a couple of ideas. First of all, when you start becoming an industry icon and you start becoming a game changer and you make a huge difference you start realizing who you really are because you test yourself see your business card is not you when you hold up your business card it's got a job description on it that's not you that's just what you decided that you're going to have as your offering to the world but what if you could create an offering to the world that was really yours about who you really wanted to be well, you might never find out. You might just retire with a with a gold pen or, or a gold watch. And then the rest of the world goes, oh, yeah, didn't you work for them? Yeah, I did. Who do you work for now? I've retired. So what do you do? I just potter around in the back garden and I watch Netflix and I shout at birds eating all the stuff out of the garden. If I was a grumpy old man, which I'm not for But it also allows you to think about. Discovering what you can truly achieve in your life. Now it doesn't matter what age you are because I do believe that there's a learning curve involved in it. You start off very small, you end up very small, but somewhere along the line, you get an opportunity in the center. In fact, the, 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 the middle to three quarters to a bit further on bit, where you're actually a really big hitter because you hit exactly where you intend it to hit. You know what it is you want to do and you don't waste time on your learning curve. We'll talk about learning curves and so on uh, a little bit more. So you can discover who you really are and what you can really achieve when you put your mind to it. You can define your personal route to greatness that's quite a bombastic statement your personal roots well yeah it's because if you want to be a pop star you want to be a head of industry or you want to run your own business or maybe you want to be a top chef doesn't matter what it is but you need to become the top chef or the the head of industry that suits you not anybody else's journey it's yours so maybe you'll make it higher than other people maybe you won't make it as high as, as some people they don't they're not you they don't have the same experience the same journey the same adventure your world is u-shaped and that's why you've got to make it u-shaped it's very important to remember that and distinguish you've got to find your own way of getting there but once you also realize that you can use other people as learning curve lessons but you also get there faster because you only need to go to where you need to be and you don't even need to go super super high once you've got to a certain level of comfort or discomfort And you keep pushing yourself to get better. You may find it's exactly what you're looking for. And so you might open other businesses or you might mentor people or you might say, you know what? I'm happy doing what I do. I don't need to push even further. This is right for me. So as you're doing it, then you will learn to speak. That's very key to this because it fast tracks your marketing and makes people see who you are and want to work with you as well. So you grow your brand alongside it. Speaking is a great way to grow your brand, but growing a brand usually means... um, can mean going on stage, it can mean going on Zoom. It can also mean uh, speaking in meetups or in boardrooms or, or having a great team who do some stuff for you. A lot of it nowadays means social media, crazy video especially. We'll be talking about that in upcoming episodes of this podcast or video podcast or vlog or blog, whichever one you're watching. Um, and also, when you're out there and being prominent, you attract business opportunities. Now, the key to this is you don't have to be the best. You do not have to be the best. You just have to be out there and competent because ultimately, what do people buy? No, they don't buy what it is you're selling. They're buying the certainty that if they go with you, they'll get the job done. So if you're out there and you're prominent and somebody even better than you who's not prominent will go with you because why would you be so popular? How, how would you be so confident to be out there unless your product was excellent? And you will grow it into being excellent because you'll just learn because more people will test you because they'll throw money at you for your learning curve. Are you with me so far yes dave good that was your own voice dave i know there's no audience yet okay next up and this is number five there's four things so far um driving the system rather than reacting to other people's choices So you create a system for you to get from A to B. It's a roadmap, we'll talk about this in future episodes, but the roadmap is super important because if you don't know what the roadmap is, you're gonna run around like like a headless chicken trying to wonder, do I go this way or do I go that way? When you've got a roadmap, it doesn't matter what pops up with the shiny object syndrome. It also doesn't matter about imposter syndrome. You know your route to market, you know where you wanna end up, you know the journey that you're taking to get there. And so it doesn't matter what happens around you, you are gonna get there Because you choose it, not just because of other things around you or people deciding what you should be doing. Not saying you should ignore them because opportunities will come along all the time. And sometimes a terrible opportunity or a thing that goes wrong opens up other doors that you go, wow, I would never have thought of that. That is utterly brilliant. I'm going to do some of that. And you help create your own niche. Are you with me with that? Good. And number six on this list and I know I didn't count them properly. so first one was a magic. I'll go through the list properly later. Okay number six is enjoying a life of joy, passion and purpose imagine i mean not just happiness happiness goes up and down sometimes you're happy sometimes you're not but imagine you have the joy of knowing that you're doing the stuff that you love and you're doing what you love then that's pretty good isn't it even if you have bad days a bad days doing what you love as opposed to bad days doing what you hate which is what 95 percent of people actually settle for because it pays their bills and they wish that they had more money but paid more for it but hey that's their job so what else can we do simple you do this so I'll go for it very quickly. It matters because first of all, number one, you imagine never finding out who you truly are. Number two, discovering who you, um, how much you can truly achieve in one lifetime. Number three, defining your personal route to greatness. Number four, speaking, branding, and attracting business opportunities because you're out there doing it. Number five, driving the system rather than having it drive you. You do stuff that you want rather than reacting to others. And number six, enjoying a life of joy, passion, and purpose. Does that make sense? Are you with me? Does that? Good. I'm glad that kind of makes sense to you because that's going to be it. it, That's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you got a ton of really cool stuff out of it. I'm not going to make your mind explode. I'm going to deliberately keep everything's about 30 minutes maximum because uh, then you can go, Ha! big deep breath stop making notes and uh go and have a cup of coffee or a biscuit make sure you go to the website to check us out which is speak on stage i look forward to catching up with you soon uh the video is available there are lots of different bits that we share with you all the time you can join the game changers i'll talk about them in the future you can contact me to become an industry icon or you can learn to speak on stage as well all these and more we have a global community waiting for you and with that being said look after yourself talk to you soon and that's it for today's podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure having you here with me. If you go to speakonstage.com, everything you need will be there. You get access to my blog, you get past and present podcasts, find out about the events that are upcoming, and also you could join the game changers and join our global community, our membership. We're changing the world. Similarly, if you really want to push your brand and get speaking gigs all around the world, then you've got to become an industry icon. Book a session with me, we'll have a chat about it and you can get our online courses to become an amazing speaker and also position yourself as the very best in your niche. I look forward to catching you soon on another podcast. Meanwhile, have an amazing day.